sorry. Is it good? You guys can hear me? Okay, sorry. Um, I didn't want to have a mic because I felt really awkward with a mic, so I'm just like, I'm just going to roll it. Well, this isn't really old school. The mic's more old school than this. So, um, how you guys doing tonight? Are you guys excited? I'm excited. This is my first time preaching, so I'm just going to lay it out there right, right, right before, I, before I go into it. So, like, if I screw up, just, just be gracious with me. Yeah, right? Yeah, I appreciate it. So, I want, I want, who knows me, first of all? I want to know who knows me. Okay, Kat knows me? All right. I've, okay, so there's a lot of you that don't know me. Ed, latecomer, but I appreciate it, Ed. Um, fashion be late. I love it. Anyway, so I grew up in a super conservative church. So when I say conservative, I mean um, maybe not understanding uh, the gifts, the, the, uh, the supernatural gifts like speaking in tongues, um, words, words of knowledge, prophetic dreams and visions, what, what have you, um, <laughs> which was, it, it's weird now because it's part of my testimony and now I'm more charismatic. I'm probably ultra charismatic now. Um, so a little bit about myself. A few years ago, um, I was struggling with a lot of addiction in my life. I was struggling with I'll be vulnerable. I know, I know um, uh, Dan spoke about it uh, just, just last week, and that was such an awesome sermon, so thanks, man. But anyways, uh, I was struggling with uh, pornography. Um, I was struggling with drugs. Um, I mean, it would, that's, I think those are my two biggest struggles, but there were so many other struggles that were going on. I was wrestling with a lot of things. And um, as I was wrestling with that, I got to a point when I was about 26, 27, somewhere in that range, I ended up going on a mission trip, falling head over, head over heels in love with Jesus. Head over heels in love with Jesus. And from, from that moment, I started chasing after Jesus. I really started chasing after Jesus. I really started reading his word. I, I started praying more. I started passionately pursuing the word of God. And um, so this is, at this point, it gets a little crazy. So Supernaturally, um, God audibly spoke to me uh, in this process of chasing after him. Um, God was um, ever-present, but I remember him speaking to me and audibly saying, I want you to preach and teach. I want you to learn the word of God. I want you to get married. I want you to do um, all these things that I've called you to. I've predestined you before the foundations of the earth. And at that moment, literally, supernaturally, I could feel the drugs. I could feel... um, um, the, the pornography that had, you know, kind of taken course in my mind, like had ruined things in my mind. I could just feel him lift those, those oppressions off my mind. I could think with clarity. I could think with um, purpose. Um, I supernaturally could feel the drugs lift off my, my lungs and my heart. And uh, just, I guess, loosen the chains is the best way I can absolutely des- describe it for you guys. Um, so now, through, I've, I've, I've learned a lot um, over the last few years with what kind of went on. I know it's a little weird, um, but now I get like words of knowledge. I get dreams and visions all the time. And so growing up in a conservative church, you can see where I struggle with that. I still kind of struggle with that. I'm like, you know, is this legit? Is this real? But at the same time, it happens all the time now. And so I know it's legit. I know it's real, but I'm still learning. Um, But that's kind of a little bit about myself. so tonight, I want to talk about um, 
I want to talk about Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, but I also want to talk about Luke chapter 2, verse 46 through 52. Um, I want to kind of put these two verses, I want, to, I want you guys to, to kind of look at these verses from a different perspective. I want you guys to see, I, you probably have heard these verses put together in some way or, or fashion, but I want you guys to understand um, where I'm coming from or what my perspective is. Um, so I know Paul continually talks about Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20. It's just like a theme and a thread here at Communitas. Um, many times you've, you, you've spoken to it. We have missionaries, like you were talking up in the prayer room, about the missionaries that were going out. There's like four or five, I think you said. Like this is just, this, if, you, if you follow Jesus, we're called to go, obviously. So um, I just I wanted to just touch on that um, tonight. Um, so Matthew 28, verses um, 19 through 20. I'm going to read it. I hope you guys, you probably guys already know it, but um, I'm going to read it anyways, regardless if you know it or not. Um, what did you say? Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Matthew 28, uh, verses 19 through 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded, uh, commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Um, as I look at that verse, I, I don't want to like look into the authority part. I don't want to look into all the other stuff. I really want to focus on the go part because this is a part of my testimony. It's, it's what I was doing. Matthew uh, 28, uh, the go part, was what I was doing when I was growing. So, sorry, let me back up a little bit. So, when I was growing up, I did not have a good understanding of God's word. I did not have a good understanding of undergirding my walk with Jesus. I didn't have a lot of knowledge. I had, there was a lot of chasms, or there was a huge chasm um, that I had with knowledge and understanding. And I still have a lot to learn by God's grace. But um, I had the go part down. Like, I could tell people about Jesus. Like, who knows, who's heard of Awana? Okay, okay, so basically everybody. So I grew up in Iwana. I grew up going to church. I grew up with all those things. But I could tell people about Jesus any day and every day, but I didn't have a good understanding. I didn't have a good I didn't have a knowledge or understanding of God's word. So, like, I, I memorized verses, whether it be in youth group. I also went to a private school, too. So we would study the word of God. We would do all those things. But I would, um, uh, I wasn't a good listener. I've gotten a lot better. I've been, I've been growing by God's grace, but um, I, I didn't have a focus in school. It was very hard for me to focus. It's gotten a lot better, but I think it's, I think it's because of the my te- early in my testimony, like what happened. I think supernaturally, like I'm just able to focus better. I'm able to listen a lot better. Um, you guys, you guys tracking with me so far? Okay, so Matthew, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. So Matthew 28. So I could go and tell people about Jesus, but I wasn't really a, a testimony. I was more of a trial. I was more of a stumbling block with those people. Like I could say, Jesus loves you so much, but at the same time, I wasn't really walking out the testimony part. I wasn't really, I mean, I really couldn't live it out, sort of say. I, I, I struggled with that so much. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, like in my testimony, that's when, I, when, when God spoke to me, literally, uh, when he spoke to me audibly, everything changed for me. I was like, okay, I've got to study. I've got to grow in knowledge. I've got to understand. And if I don't understand, that, that, 
then I, I feel like, you know, obviously I can't, I can't speak or preach in front of you guys or just other people in general. Um, so it was just, it was a huge, it was a huge thing that had to shift or change um, in me. Um, so I got the go part right, but I didn't have a good understanding. Um, now I want to look at Luke uh, chapter 2. I'll give you guys time to, to like open up your um, Bibles, whether it's on your phones or physical Bibles. I'm still rolling um, old school with the with a paper Bible, but um, I got one fan. So um, Luke chapter two, verse forty six um, through fifty two. Everyone, pretty much there. Or, no, sorry, 46 through 52. Um, just, just raise some hands or let me know, like, if you guys are, are, are there, just so I can, okay, all right. Sorry, say it again. Luke chapter 2, verses 46 through 52. I'm just going to read. Um, After three days they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking him, um, them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you with, in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you, did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in, his heart, in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So, like I said about my testimony, you could see the going. I was, I was, I was very good about passionately pursuing people, but um, with the preparation of things, I wasn't good um, just with understanding God's word. Now, everybody should know, or everyone should know, yeah, everyone should know that, um, is it still on? Okay, sorry. Okay, okay, for some reason I'm like, I can't hear myself. Um, anyways, uh, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought. Okay, so Luke, yes, okay. So, um, there was, sorry, um, I got a, all right, so, um, yes, okay, that's where I was. Okay, so Jesus, yes, Jesus is the prime and perfect example, and with Jesus being the prime and perfect example, so y- you look at his life, um, I mean, do you guys know Luke chapter 2? Okay, it's my, uh, it's my, it's my job to teach, so, um, so backstory: Jesus leaves with his family to go to Jerusalem for the Pentecost, and uh, Na- uh, they leave Nazareth, and um, as he, they, they go for the, they go, sorry, they go to the Pentecost, and while at Pentecost, um, Jesus kind of pulls away, goes to the temple, and um, uh, Mary and Joseph and the family leave uh, Jerusalem, and Jesus stays in the temple to learn underneath the authorities in the temple, whether it be the Sadducees or the Pharisees, and um, at some point, uh, Mary and Joseph uh, started 
freaking out a little bit. And while freaking out, they're like, okay, uh, we're not finding Jesus. We're not seeing Jesus. So they would go back to Jerusalem and find Jesus in the temple. And that's uh, what I read. Uh, but so Jesus being the prime and perfect example, you see him um, walking through this process, this process of growing in understanding, growing in godly wisdom, growing in favor. You see him doing these things before he goes out and does full-time ministry. So for 30 years, he swings a hammer to the glory of uh, his heavenly father, father, but then uh, he swings a hammer for his earthly father. So for 30 years, he really wasn't in full-time ministry. But I want, I want you guys to understand that we're all called to full-time ministry. Are you with me here? Like, we're all called to full-time ministry, whether it's at your church, like, full-time, or whether it's um, in your community, um, at school, um, in, your, in, in your business. So it doesn't matter where you're at. We're all called to full-time ministry. So shouldn't we all have that truth of God that's undergirding everything that, that, um, that we're walking or living out by? Shouldn't we be? I mean, if, if we're not there's something wrong. If Jesus is the prime and perfect example of learning before going out and actually doing it, shouldn't we be doing the same thing? So I want to go touch on my testimony a little bit. I wasn't, like, I could have that passion for people, but I didn't have the preparation that, that, I, that was necessary to go out and actually passionately pursue people for the kingdom. So I had to, I had to learn a, a lot, a lot of hard lessons. But thank you for God's grace and thank you for his mercy because if I didn't have that, I, I, I wouldn't have learned all the lessons that I've learned and I'm going to, I'm going to continue to learn. Um, so I want to use this analogy. So life, okay, so life is naturally like, I'm going to use the analogy of a river. So it's all going this way. The, the, like the human tendency, our, our human uh, natural proclivity, we're all going, or they're all going this way. And us as Christians are called to um, go against the, the flow of things. Obviously by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the power and the presence of other people around us, helping us, walking alongside of us, encouraging us um, in a community, we're all called to that. And if we're not, there's something wrong and you need to get into that. Um, but we tend to, to go wayward. We tend to go astray more often than not, more often um, than we're supposed to spend time in his word or in time in church with other believers. Those who are wise walk with the wise. You know, so walk around the, or get around the people that you respect or you look up to or you honor. Like, I respect and honor Paul, so I'm here. I'm here because I respect and honor him because he's a godly man. He's full of wisdom, full of stature. You're, you're kind of ripped. Um, but, but full of favor, too, and I want, I want more of that. And I think we all need to, to, to have more of that. Um, you're, you're welcome. So anyways, so... We get distracted super easily. We get distracted by everything that's in the world, whether it be social media, whether it be um, uh, internet, whether it be music, or whether it be um, everything, basically. Everything that doesn't have to do with Jesus distracts us from the purpose, the plan, and the mission that we're called to do and walk on or walk out. Um, so I listed out some fears. They're not, they're, they're all of them, I mean, we don't, I didn't want to, Give, I don't know all the fears that, we, that rise up in us, um, but I put these, these two camps out there. So I have the passionate side of things, and I have the preparation side of things. And 
I, I split these two camps up. Uh, sorry, I split these two camps up, and there's fears that go along in them. Uh, but right now, like before I go into the fears, I want you guys to like think about like right now. I want your I want your your minds to be like, okay, where do I fall? Am I more passionate to tell people about Jesus, or am I more inclined or naturally um, moving? Do I move over to the to, to to the group of you know I love to consume. I love to learn. I love information. So I just want you guys to, to, to kind of let that sit in a little bit before I continue on speaking. But um, there's these fears that rise up in us, and there's things that, that, that we become fearful of. Like, okay, so Jen. So for those of you who don't know me, Jen is my fiance. I love her so much. Anyway, so she... I'm naturally extroverted. Yeah, imagine that, like, this guy being an extrovert. Okay, so Jen is an introvert. So here being an extrovert, I'm more, I'm more, you know, go get them. Like, let's do it. Let's talk to people about Jesus. And Jen's like, man, I love to study. I love, I love God's truth. I love, I love learning. And I love that, but, I'm, but I've had to learn that. I've had to become more obedient to that. You know, um, some people are just passionate about God's word, and they're passionate about going to tell people about Jesus. I have had to learn the obedience of sitting and resting in the presence of the Lord and just learning and, and letting, um, I think it says somewhere in Ephesians, that um, let the Holy Spirit enlighten your heart to, to the word of God or something. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize. But anyways, so I was, I've had to sit and actually take intentional time out to, to grow in understanding, to grow in wisdom, to, 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 um, to become obedient to sitting down and actually being intentional about the time that I've um, with Jesus. So for some people, it's easier to be passionate about people, or passionate about people, and and then for some, it's easier to be um, to sit down and prepare themselves for the ministry. So I was saying fears. Um, so the people that like to prepare themselves. Um, more than passionately go out and tell people about Jesus. I would say a fear would be, here's the deal. Um, you guys track with me still so far? Okay, so the people, people on the preparation side, but not the passionate side, they're comfortable with where they're at, let's be honest. Like, I, I feel like they get into a rut, they, they get into a groove, and they don't want to go, tell people about Jesus, and they're, and they're scared, or they put too much stock in what other people think about them rather than the stock that's already been handed over or imputed over to them. So they find their, their value, dignity, and worth in what other people think of them rather than what God already thinks of them. And so they're like, they tend to shy back. So there's people out there suffering. There's people out there hurting. But you don't want to deliver the truth because you're too scared. Man, I don't know what they're going to think of me. Um, I, don't underst- I, I don't want them to, to rub, rub them the wrong way. I don't want to be persecuted. And let's be honest, if you're a Christian, you're going to be persecuted. We're all going to be persecuted whether or not um, we, we decide to or not. Like, if we're a Christian, we're going to be persecuted. Throughout the whole New Testament, it talks about persecution. Um, another fear is... We live in a day and age, and I kind of brushed on this a little bit, but we live in a day and age where we're consumers. We have everything at our fingertips. We have, we have social media. We have Facebook. We have, um, we have um, 
blogs, Taco Bell. We have, uh, we have all these books. We have all these, we have all these things that we can consume ourselves with. But we, what I like to say, we become spiritually obese. And we never do anything about it. We're lazy. We just sit there and we just consume and consume and consume. And we become too large. But we're never like doing what's going on. The, the information that's coming in is never going out. Does that make sense? So like we become lazy and lethargic and there's no activity and there's no motivation to go do anything. And it's the same, it's the same thing with, with like a physical way. So if you eat healthy, if you work out, if you do those things and, and, you, and you're careful about what things are going in your body, and you, and you obviously, like I said, work out like Paul does, we're, we're going to become physically healthy. It's the same sense spiritually too. If we're taking the information that we're gathering and we're moving into action with it, then we're, we're going to become spiritually strong. We're going to be able to persevere. We're going to become fit um, spiritually. We're going to be able to exercise those, those things that God's Word teaches us. Still tracking with me? Okay. Um, so fears, I feel like I think that was, I just touched on one fear, but um, that's my fear, or that's, I feel like not that, not, that's not my fear, but I feel like that's some people's fears. Um, so passion with preparation so the people that are passionately speaking to people about Jesus but like my testimony um, they have no preparation Um, like my testimony what I feared I'm just speaking to my fear my fear was transformation my fear was sanctification because we can all read God's word, and when we read God's word, it's not easy to just be like, oh, that's just how it is. Like, it, it takes wrestling with God's word. It takes some um, um, fighting God's word when, when we read something. Like, when, 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 when uh, it's, I, I can't remember uh, exactly what book it is, um, but when Jesus says, um, I came to, um, to serve, not be served. Like, that's not just something you're like, oh, I can totally do that. Like, God, you have to wrestle with that. If you're a Christian, you need, you, you, you're supposed to wrestle with that. Um, I was super comfortable with telling people about Jesus. It took more intentional time with Jesus, like in his word. It was easier. It was easier to be consumed with telling people about Jesus, but never really, um, with never really preparing myself for the ministry, or for ministry in general. Um, Okay. Um, So anyways, there's this spiritual disconnect. There's passivity with these two Two camps, and that passivity comes from natural. I think just with our natural sin uh, nature, um, and that affects both parties. But these two parties were meant to walk in unity with one another. These two weren't mes- meant to be disconnected. We're called to out of the overflow that we, that we get from the presence of the Lord to passionately um, pursue people. So these two are 
like, like I get to marry Jen in five months. Um, I love her, and I can't wait for it. But at this, like these two were supposed to be married, unified, put together, connected. These, weren't, these two weren't meant to be separated. Um, and I think it's super important. Obviously, it's super important to passionately pursue people for Jesus. Like we all know people in our lives right now that, that, that don't know Jesus, that, that need healing, that need freedom, that need truth, that need those things. We, we're there as advocates for, for, for reconciliation. We're there for, for truth. We're there for those of you who are introverted and tend to, to sit in the background and not really speak up or, I don't, or just are shy or whatever it may be. We have opportunities every day to open up the doors that God is giving us, to speak truth into someone's life who is suffering, who is, who is in need of something else, that needs some satisfaction in life, because they're not getting satisfaction from, from Jesus. They're getting satisfaction in, in every other way, but all those other ways are empty. You know that because if you, if you know Jesus, he gives you complete satisfaction. He gives you complete satisfaction no matter, uh, no matter the situation. And it's so crucial, it's so important to tell people about Jesus that need Jesus. It just is. Like if you need encouragement, if you need some boldness, ask the Spirit to embolden you in those moments. It says pray about everything. And if we're praying about everything, in those moments that you're scared or tend to shy back or tend to lean back and be passive about it, say, Jesus, just do something right now. Like, empower me, embolden me to stand up and and tell that person about Jesus. Because that person needs Jesus um, way more than you probably think or know of. It's just truth. Um, So, okay, so I want to kind of segue. I want to, I'll kind of end it for Dan. But um, we talked... Well, not for Dan, but for your guys' um, reason, too. So, Okay, so quick analogy, and then I'll finish out. Okay. Um, several months ago, before snow started uh, coming down, my little cousin, I live with my cousin, his wife, and his two little girls, and she's the sweetest, like, cutest little thing ever. I love her to death. Um, anyways... We had these pile of leaves in our front yard, right? And at the time, she was a year and a half. She's almost two years now, two years old. Um, and at the, obviously, being a year and a half old, she wasn't. She's not a really a good walker. She, like she hasn't, she hasn't practiced enough to actually walk. And so, like seeing those leaves, she became overly excited about the piles of leaves, and she went from walking to running in zero to 60 seconds. And she doesn't even know how to, how to run. She has to learn how to walk first. And we are called as Christians to do the same thing. Sometimes we have to learn how to walk or take baby steps before we run and passionately pursue people. But the truth of God has to undergird um, everything that we do or say. It has to. We can't just be a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. So I want you guys to pause right now and just and think about what I said. I want you guys to get vulnerable with one another, uh, like Dan was sharing last week. I want you guys to, to think about what I said. I want you guys to um, like think, like what camp, what camp do I fall into? You know, do I tend to consume a little too much and never really um, speak truth when I need to speak truth? Or do I tend to speak truth, but you know, I'm never really wrestling with the truth? Does that make sense? Okay, I want you guys 
to just lean, to, lean into each other and just say, I struggle with this or I struggle with this and pray for each other, love each other. But that's what we're here for. So, Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, just thank you so much for your spirit. Thank you so much for your truth. God, I just, I just thank you for the opportunity to preach and teach tonight. God, I just, I just ask that your spirit would descend on the hearts and the, and the heads of these people that these words wouldn't, wouldn't fall on deaf ears, that these words would take root in the souls and the hearts of these men and women. God, I just, I just, I just thank you for the opportunity to even be up here, God. Well, just what a humbling experience. God, thank you so much uh, for your power. And uh, I just ask that um, we'd leave here safe and at the same time, um, God, we'd rest in your safety. Jesus, just thank you so much. It's in your precious name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's thank Tim. So just as he said, we're now going to we're going to take this and take what he brought us and we're just going to turn and we're going to have some ministry time. So um, now's the time to to share. Like you said, I I fall more in the in the passivity um, side. Maybe that that will surprise you, but I do. It's not super easy for me just to walk around um, and tell everyone left and right. and it is easier for me to to dive into study and personal transformation and getting real with people. That's easier for me. Um, and as Tim said, maybe that's not what you want to do. You don't want to be vulnerable about stuff in your life. You don't want to grow in character because it's scary. Um, and so just turn to turn to someone next to you, um, or go find someone um, that you that you'd like to to talk with um, that you'd be comfortable with, and just share. Um, go as deep as you want um, or not. It's up to you. And just say, yeah, I'm kind of passive. Or, you know, you know, I really don't want to go deep because I'm scared of telling people. You don't even need to tell them if you want to, like, what it is you're scared about. But just turn and then pray for each other and pray for, for boldness to, to step forward in either of those areas. So go ahead, turn right now with, with someone or move around.